plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to the final show of 2022 on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and the show is brought to you, as always, under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, or whatever else you celebrated, and now preparing for a new year. It's uh, I don't know where the time has gone. It just seems like it flew by, and I hope you're healthy. It seems like everybody has COVID or everybody is sick right now, so I hope that you you are feeling pretty well. Well, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. You can visit the website, bethestarur.org. And don't forget, it is the end of the year. If you need a final uh, tax write-off or tax deduction or just want to lower your you know, income for the year, you can make a, um, a, a donation to be the star you are. That's be the star you are.org. It is a 501c3. And you'll get an instant receipt if you do it online at the website. So that would be fantastic. You'll be helping youth at risk as well as keeping our radio shows on the air, which we appreciate. And that includes Express Yourself Teen Radio, which airs right here on this network every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. And this is from Alfred Korsgisby. There are two ways to slide easily through life, to believe everything or to doubt everything. Both ways save us from thinking. <laughs> I always love these miracle moments because it definitely helps me think, think, not sink, think. So we have a really um, kind of a potpourri of topics to, you know, to end our year. Uh, if you have not purchased your copy of No Barnyard Bullies, you want to get an autographed copy. It is really all about being kind and inclusive and teaching our children and ourselves not to be bullies, but to be caring individuals. It helps us all understand that kindness is the key to happiness. So if you haven't gotten your book yet, please go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books, or you can just click on the Star Style store. Um, that's the online store there, and you'll get an autographed copy, and it'll come with cards and a few extra goodies. And of course, if you just like to get things on Amazon, uh, you can you know find it there as well, but it won't be autographed, and you won't get any of the extras. But whatever works for you is uh, the way to do it. It's called No Barnyard Bullies, the illustrations by Jensen Russell are amazing and we are beginning to uh, work on our second book uh, starting next week and it should be out um, in uh, the end of 2023 for 
for the next holiday purchase. The other thing we want to talk about today as the new year approaches, are you eating healthily? Because we really are what we eat and it's time to include more produce into our diets to keep our intestines operating properly. And we'll give you some small habit changes that can make all the difference. Also, so many of the teens, especially on Express Yourself and many of our book reviewers, they have been doing college apps or some of them are juniors and thinking about college. So what is the criteria for choosing the best college? Where will you be happiest? Where will you learn the most? Where will you have a terrific undergraduate experience? Where will you thrive? We're going to give you a couple of ideas for that. And then finally, does your ambition feed your mental health? Do you practice gratitude? Can you be ambitious, successful, and happy? Well, I think so. And we'll give you some tips to jumpstart your new year just so that you can get ready to get going. So we're going to start off with our health because for better health, we have to get out of our head and into our gut and start including a lot more healthy things. And since the new year is just around the corner, uh, this is a great time to talk about it. Uh, we've heard it all our lives that we are what we eat. Um, and it is, you know, it's kind of a cute reminder that a good diet is crucial to physical health. But there's all this emerging evidence that shows just how intertwined food is with mental health. So a more accurate line might be you feel what you eat. So there's no question that the gut and the brain, they share a special connection. So your brain responds strongly to what you put in your belly, in part because your brain needs energy to function and your gut helps turn food into energy. But the connection actually goes beyond that because like the brain, the human intestine, the gut, you know, also known as the gastrointestinal system, which comprises the esophagus, the stomach, and the intestines, all three, uh, contains an entire nervous system of its own. It has nerves, it has neurons, it has neurotransmitters. And the two systems are linked by hormones and nerves, especially the vagus nerve, which is a kind of communication superhighway. So they're on a constant feedback loop, sharing information and triggering chemicals that can influence emotions. And your gut health can affect how anxious or depressed you feel. I bet you didn't think about that. I mean, that's something that most of us don't think about. They can, your gut health can also um, depend on how you handle stress as well as how you, how sharp you are mentally, especially in the afternoon. So a key player in the gut is the microbiome. It's billions of bacteria that reside there. And these bacteria produce the neurotransmitters such as serotonin, uh, dopamine, and GABA, which may impact brain and body function. And what you eat feeds them. And your diet can determine which type of bacteria will thrive. Uh, healthy foods tend to support good bacteria while unhealthy foods may fuel bad bacteria. Now, there is genetic and uh, immunological factors that can also affect um, your uh, microbiome, too. You have to know that. 
But all the new research is suggesting that a gut that's populated with more bad than good bacteria or that's less diverse in bacterial species will create inflammation. And that may influence how you think and how you behave. And it could be linked to stress levels and even mood conditions. So there is compelling work in the field of nutritional psychiatry. I don't know if how many people have ever even heard of that, of nutritional psychiatry, but I think it is as important, uh, an important science and study because it shows that changing the diet is very effective in decreasing depression and anxiety symptoms. Even if your mood issues, you know, more toward brain fog around 4 p.m. or irritability after lunch, changing your diet could make a difference. In fact, your microbiome can start to adjust within one day, helping you put you on a path of a better mental health, like almost immediately. Small and steady habit changes will move your gut health into the right direction. So you want to support your, your emotional well-being with your belly. So again, that's getting back to what you eat. So what are some of the things you can do? You want to pack in the produce. Start with a very simple step. Just eat more plants. The goal is to follow a more traditional diet based on whole and real foods and to avoid processed ones. The Mediterranean diet, you've all heard about it. It's very rich in vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, nuts, seeds seeds, fish, low-fat dairy, and olive oil, and lower in meat, sugar, and fast or processed foods, it appears to have strong mood-boosting benefits. And one study included people who had depression and ate not a so healthy diet that was really high in sweets and processed meats and salty snacks, but very low in fiber, very low in lean protein, fruits, and vegetables. After following a Mediterranean diet for 12 weeks, 32% of them experienced relief from their depression compared with 8% in the controlled group. So for those who aren't clinically depressed, a Mediterranean diet may boost your mood by improving the microbiome and reducing inflammation. Plus, cooking can be associated with positive feelings. And, uh, you know, it, that means we really probably should not be eating in our cars, right? So, um, so of course, you do want to talk to your doctor about, your, um, ab about how you are feeling and about what foods you should be eating because eating a variety of food is going to help your brain and it's going to help you get the nutrients that you want. Now, what are you looking for? You're looking for diversity. It, it makes it harder for pathogens to gain a foothold or to proliferate and cause disease. So if you eat more vegetables as well as fish and fruit, it might help promote that microbiome diversity. Now, now, unfortunately, trying all the flavors at your local um, your local ice cream shop, you know, is not going to cut it because ice cream and sugary drinks are associated with less microbiome diversity. 
However, if you can replace the missing nutrients with a variety of foods that are going to help your brain, then you are probably going to function in an optimal method. Uh, if you run low on vitamin Bs or omega-3 fatty acids and minerals like iron and zinc, that can actually create cognitive sluggishness. And these are often the nutrients that most people are, meeting, are, are missing. So unless directed by a doctor, you should aim to get these nutrients through foods, not through supplements. And according to many doctors, supplements really have not been shown to prevent illness or to improve health outcomes. And on top of that, most supplements are not regulated. So we don't really know what's in them. So you got to be really careful. Clams, fortified nutritional yeast, and salmon are all excellent sources of B12. Baked beans, nuts, whole grains, they're gonna, you're going to get your zinc from them. Now, iron is in meat. It's in white beans, dark chocolate, and fortified breakfast cereal. And omega-3s can also be found in salmon and mackerel, as well as flax and chia seeds. The other thing that you really would like to uh, embrace to get those microbiomes working properly is embracing fermented foods. Um, yes, some uh, there are probiotic uh, pills that could boost your good gut bacteria, but it's just better to eat fermented foods where the bacteria occur naturally. So you don't have to spend all that money, you know, on supplements or other things if you're eating properly. I mean, a jar of kimchi is under $7. And I just made my own chow chow. It's actually Appalachian chow chow, which is very much like kimchi. And it was delicious. So uh, you can eat, make your own. So research indicates that people who eat more fermented foods may be less likely to have symptoms of social anxiety. And this is apparently because the probiotics are changing their gut environment, which it can in turn influence social anxiety. So as a bonus, certain probiotics have been shown to promote heart health too. And we know that heart disease is a major cause of death in, in the United States, and we have to work on that. So there are easy ways to add more probiotics to your day. You could drink kombucha, that which is like a fermented tea, make a mocktail out of it. Uh, instead of, you know, drinking soda, use kombucha. Drink co uh, kefir or add kefir to your smoothie or as a base, um, actually for even a salad dressing. You could spread miso paste on fish or toss it with vegetables as a seasoning. Uh, you could top salads and grain bowls with a sauerkraut, pickles, or kimchi. And don't forget your prebiotics. They're different. Probiotics, prebiotics. So the prebiotic food for your, is also a good bacteria. And feeding your gut the prebiotic is important. So for those, you want to eat more leeks, onions, lentils, chickpeas, uh, you know, you can roast your chickpeas, and that's really a, kind of a good swap for processed carbs instead of eating uh, potato chips or crackers. I do love potato chips, but I do love uh, chickpeas too. Okay, so uh, another thing that's important is not eating alone, if at all possible. If you can break bread with others, 
it is um, it is more beneficial to your health. You know, a University of Oxford research showed that people with larger social networks are more likely to have a diverse gut microbiome, suggesting that social interaction may actually change your microbiome for the better. In other words, break bread with others, right? So having a joyful relationship with food and using food to connect with others is uh, another way that diet can support your mental health. And social disconnection can be linked to sadness, uh, low self-esteem and depression. As many of us learned during the lockdown, it's hard to be alone. Uh, Humans weren't made for it. So plan to get together indoors or outdoors and chow down with family and friends. And of course, you got to be safe because, you know, COVID is still around and all the flus and all these different, you know, colds, a lot of things are going around. So you have to just, you know, watch what you do. And again, I just want to reiterate, it's always an important thing to talk to your doctor. If you're spending a lot of time in the bathroom or in pain after you eat, there might be more going on than something that just a, you know, eating more vegetables and fruit can fix. Because some people have what's called irritable bowel syndrome, which is an inflammatory bowel disease, and they might have ulcerative colitis, or they might have Crohn's disease, or they might have chronic indigestion. Um, But you're more likely to experience anxiety and depression if you have any of these, these chronic illnesses. So chronic pain and inflammation can play a role in how you feel emotionally. And uh, many people who have any kind of gastrointestinal disorder actually also develop a mood disorder. So when people with irritable bowel disease were treated with medication and then their digestion and their depression symptoms improved, that really can show how how our brains and our guts really work together. So again, make sure to talk to your doctor before you start any particular kind of different eating pattern. However, you can never go wrong with the Mediterranean diet of more fruits, vegetables, lean meats, no processed foods, no fake foods, real foods, and um, and plenty of omega-3s like salmon, and mackerel and then the b12s you want to get some clams in there salmon also does that so that is some food for healing when we come back from break we will talk about what is a good college and how can you know if it's going to be the right one for you you're listening to cynthia bryan this is star style be the star you are we'll be right back us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling Well, we are back. Thank me. you for staying with me on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I hope that segment on a bit of nutrition is helpful because after the holidays, it seems like all of us... Um, you know, need to take a break from some of all the rich uh, and processed and maybe a lot of sugary foods that we consumed as well as all the alcohol, etc. Well, college is on the minds of so many people. Uh, of course, seniors have been working on their college apps. Juniors are looking at colleges. And the question is always, what is a good college and what is going to be the right one for me? And, you know, it differs for everyone. And one of the things when I'm coaching my teens is to let them know that it is really not about all the top, well, you know, 100 colleges. It really is about what is going to be best for you. Who are you? So if you did a survey and asked people what characteristics define a good college, you'd probably get a hundred or more different answers. And if there's so much variation in what constitutes a good college, we know there is even more variation in what constitutes a best fit for any particular student. But starting with features of a good college is a great way to begin. And for this reason, a, a colleague of mine at at the newspaper has written a column, and um, she is talking about college 
And it really, her name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Lascala. And I just want to share some of what she says because it is really very good information. And, um, and she actually is a, a college um, admissions expert. And that's important to know. So we know there is more variation in what constitutes the best fit for any particular student. But starting with features of a good college is a good way to begin. So you want to start with a college search process with a set of characteristics in mind. And um, that way you will be able to find what is going to be the best college for you or your teen. Now, a good, a good college graduates its students within four years with as little debt as possible. Keep that in mind. It graduates its students within four years with as little debt as possible. That means that you're able to get the courses. I know that when both my son and daughter were in um, their colleges, it was very difficult to get the courses that they needed. And sometimes, you know, they would have to wait a couple of semesters, which really puts you at odds. And that is not good. So it's a no brainer to assume that students and their parents are interested in four year college plan rather than a five or six year. And it's important to know what the college's four-year graduation rate is. Now, be aware that many sources only publish a six-year graduation rate, and it really should be four. A good college will graduate at least two-thirds of an entering class in four years. And also, a good college admissions office considers the true financial need of its students and and uses need-based aid and merit-based aid to make an education more affordable. And in addition, the college makes it as easy as possible for students to keep their merit aid. And this can be done by making realistic requirements for academic achievement, such as maintaining a 3.0 GPA in contrast to a 3.5 GPA. So a conscientious college will also increase aid as it increases tuition and fees. And I just want to repeat that because college is so expensive today. And this is why as parents or grandparents, these 529 accounts are important. But a conscientious college will also increase its aid, its financial aid, as it increases tuition and fees. And now a good college educates to the student's interests and abilities. Um, we measure this not only by curricular offerings, but by analyzing a college's learning support resources. And these resources need to be available, not just for students with learning challenges, but for all students. For example, athletes with rigorous practice schedules and students whose major might include some coursework that may be especially difficult for them. Not all students who want to be um, finance majors are naturals at linear algebra, nor are all pre-med hopefuls whizzes at organic chemistry. So a good school offers support to all students to help to ensure their academic success. And a good college helps a student test their academic direction early enough so that they can change course. 
because many students do. Many students change their majors sometimes two or three times. The reality is that 70 to 80% of students change their major at least once while in college. And as I said, many change it several more times. Internships and shadowing opportunities are great ways to test if the major they are pursuing will lead to a job after graduation, and that would be a job that they will enjoy. And a good college helps the undeclared student select an academic direction early enough to graduate in four years. We know that many students are uncertain about what they want to do. And I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, how many of us at 18 or 17 or 19, whatever time, whatever it is that uh, whatever year you are age you are when you go to school, n not everybody knows what they want to major in. It's hard to know at that age, what is it that I want to do with the rest of my life? And so this is why there are major changes. So um, we know that many students are uncertain and then we have to really help them through that. But these days, a lot of colleges almost seem to prey upon the undeclared entry. It's one thing to, to welcome them to the school, but what are the schools doing to help the undeclared set a direction once they arrive and use their general education coursework in a way that's gonna work for a variety of possible majors? So that's something that when you're looking at a college, and if you are undecided, as so many people are, that you actually ask them um, what they will do to help you to find a major that is going to be good for you. Now, a good college also has strong networking capabilities, like access to internships, as well as resume and interview preparation. It also has a career center, that will provide an alumni system that fosters postgraduate life, including job searches, career changes, and professional opportunities. Now, a good college is somewhere a student will feel connected and feel comfortable on campus and in the surrounding community. And a good college for a given student must include academic, cultural, and social factors, because all of those are really, really important. A good college example, to share um, just something that was firsthand, uh, firsthand mom experience, and this is also, um, this is an example given by Elizabeth, is um, it, she talked about one of her daughters who attended a good college. To test her academic direction, she applied to several internships. And then the Career Services Center provided information and assisted with identifying internship opportunities in both the public and private sector. And then the center provided resume and cover letter reviews, videotaped interviews, and even told her when she fiddled with her hair too much. And perhaps most importantly, you could see her mannerisms and hear how well she responded to questions. So the daughter, her daughter is now on her second job with a very good salary and she's working in New York and it's not bad, you know, to have that, 
with a liberal arts and science major because we always hear about the struggle with every entry level income. So Elizabeth attributes mostly to her talking um, to her counselors and taking the initiative to use all of the resources available to her and have the strong support from the college. And also, you want to also think of the support from the alma mater. In other words, will you get, can you get support after you have graduated? So the consideration of this set of parameters that define a good college, it can just give you a head start in determining where you would have the greatest opportunity for a happy and productive undergraduate experience. And of course, with that said, you also want to have fun while you're going to college. So it's really important that you do have, you know, a, 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 a diverse coursework and you are dedicated and you are diligent in getting your homework done and attending classes, but also getting involved in, on campus, joining clubs, uh, g- getting into a community. You need to feel like you belong there and that is where it's going to make it more enjoyable. The more connections you have, the more your college experience is going to be one that you will look back on with just great bliss and with great pride. So very important to, um, to choose a college that you think fits the type of culture that you're looking for. Another thing that's going to be important for the college is the climate. So if you are, I'll just use, if you're a California girl and you're used to being on the beach all the time in the sunshine without, you know, really harsh winters, like is which are being experienced so sadly all over the United States right now. And um, I really feel for especially the people in Buffalo and the Northeast who, who have just been experiencing these incredible, incredible storms, life-threatening storms, that you want to make sure that if you are a, a beach girl that you're going to enjoy being in a snowy climate uh, and vice versa. If you are from a cooler climate, are you going to want to be in a warmer climate? Uh, do you also you want to look at perhaps the politics of the school and you know how, how the how people kind of react to things? Are there going to be groups that you'll be able to be part of and you'll be able to make a difference? All of these things are going to really be important. Also, the living accommodations. Do you want to live on campus? Do you want to be in a dorm? Do you want to be off campus? Um, what are what are the availability for housing? Because housing is a really big deal. Are you going to need a car? Are you not going to need a car? Will you be able to use public transport? And again, financials are also important. Is this something that is going to be within your budget, within your parents' budget? Are you paying for college yourself um, or do you have some help? So there's so many considerations. So just don't just look at a magazine or, you know, read statistics on what the top colleges are because that could that might not be the top college for you. But the one thing I will say from attending several different colleges myself, 
because I went to UCLA. I went to the University of Hawaii. I went to the University of Bordeaux in France. I went to the Mencia Mendoza in Holland. And I also um, went to the University of California at Berkeley, Cal Berkeley. And the one thing I will say is that probably no matter where you end up, you're going to love it. So don't stress so much about it. The important thing is, is to be diligent when you're writing your college apps. Do your homework starting at least in your sophomore, junior year. Visit colleges, talk to people, and ask, write a whole list of characteristics and questions that can really make a difference for your experience. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And after the business spike, we are going to talk about how we can be ambitious and yet have gratitude and be happy. This is uh, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Don't go away. We will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. For optimum success, a business that not only wants to survive but thrive maintains a training program. By starting each day with a positive attitude and a little bit of focus on fun, the mood in the business environment is enhanced for employees and customers alike. It is important to offer and have everyone in your organization participate in continuing education. And here are some suggestions for implementing a consistent and a committed program. Set goals. Let your employees share their ideas and help them achieve them by cultivating and enhancing interpersonal skills. Train on timely issues. Schedule your pertinent topics at the beginning of the year and then follow through on the important situations. Write a mission statement. Make your corporate purpose, vision, and values clear to everyone. Motivate with enthusiasm. Be sure your speakers and trainers are energetic and informed. And keep track. When an employee is committed to excellence, She will attend these sessions and make it count and record attendance. Safety first. Emphasize the importance of safety on the job for everyone because that will make it more efficient and safe. And cross-train. Every performance has a direct impact on the success of the company and every person makes a contribution to the whole. And have fun. No matter how serious the training, have short, sweet, and light sessions just for better retention. Provide detailed feedback by identifying what the employee is doing right and reinforce positive behavior by addressing errors which are correctable in the moment. By communicating, listening, role-playing, and offering hands-on teaching, team building is encouraged and professionalism results. Training isn't always easy, and it's not always appreciated, but it is worth the extra effort. Enroll each employee to envision the future of your organization and seeing herself playing an important role in shaping the dynamic future for herself and for the company. 
Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, and that's Brian with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, this is our final segment of 2022 here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Next year is a brand new year, and we'll be starting fresh, and, you know, hopefully we'll have another fantastic run. So I want to leave you today with how we can be more ambitious and yet be fulfilled and have gratitude, because sometimes ambition can just feel like a dirty word in this era of you know, quitting and the great resignation, as everyone says. And many Americans have realized that an always striving mindset comes at a cost to mental wellness. In an October report, the U.S. Surgeon General even named workplace mental health a new public health priority in the wake of the COVID pandemic. And research has also linked chasing extrinsic goals like power to anxiety and depression. Well, I can totally see that, right? I mean, if you want to be a totally powerful person and you're not feeling empowered, um, it would would make you anxious. But do you have to abandon your ambition outright um, to have inner peace? I don't think so. Instead, what research is suggesting is the key to is to harness your ambition for a goal that serves your well-being. We want to make sure that our ambition is being directed in ways that we truly care about. Striving is healthy only if we do it in ways that are not going to spoil the rest of our lives. So ambition isn't inherently good. And it's not inherently bad for mental health. It just is. One famous 2020, uh, no, 2012 study was based on data from hundreds of people who were tracked for seven decades. 
and they found that ambition strongly predicted career success, but was only weakly related to life satisfaction. Ambitious people weren't drastically happier or unhappier than people who were not as driven. So the target of your ambition may have a stronger impact on mental health. And studies are showing that people who are motivated by markers of success, such as wealth and status, are not as psychologically fulfilled as people who are fueled by motivators like personal growth, knowledge, or serving others. Doesn't that say something? So reaching a goal may briefly satisfy you, but it's not long lasting. So with some practice and introspection, you can retrain your ambition to feed rather than harm your mental health. So here are five research-backed ways that you can increase your ambition satisfy your mental health, and also be happier. And I think all of us, that's kind of what we're all looking for. I mean, I think if we could be happy and healthy in the service of others, we would all be happier. First one, focus on the task, not on the rewards. Research is suggesting you'll feel more fulfilled if you focus on achievement for achievement's sake. In other words, you want to master the task. You want to learn something. Um, or you want to create a positive change for your clients, for your community, or for your family. Rather than just striving only for that next promotion or that next pay raise. I mean, there is even research that suggests that people who follow the internal motivators end, end up in achieving more in the end when they are striving to learn more, create more, be more positive. So you can have ambition and you can be intrinsically motivated at the same time. You can love your work, but it's in the harmony with the rest of who you are that makes the task the reward. I hope that makes sense. So it's important to love your work, but at the same time, you know, always at, um, attempt to be improving yourself and the world around you. Prioritize your relationships. So ambition can become harmful when it crowds out other important parts of me. So ambition is effortful. If you're going to be successful and ambition, you, ambitious, you have to put a lot into it. And if that drive comes at the expense of psychologically fulfilling things like strong relationships or autonomy over your time, it can take a toll on your mental health. And I just want to piggyback on that study by saying we also have to recognize when enough is enough. I have known several successful people and I have worked with several successful people who literally achieved greatness, they achieved wealth, they achieved status, they achieved celebrity, and it wasn't enough. And sadly, because they kept seeking more and more and more and more, 
it absolutely ruined their relationships, you know, divorce incurred in, in their marriages, um, children disappeared, friends were no longer friends. So you do not want to have ambition at the risk of losing the relationships that have helped build you in the first place. So know, know when enough is enough and be comfortable and have gratitude and be happy with what you have. Now, striving for growth. Instead of letting ambition rule your life, you can adopt a growth mindset, which refers to the belief that intelligence is not fixed, but it can be fostered. So um, one of the things is you could be healthier when you strive for growth while by learning and honing a skill or cultivating a trait that you admire in others rather than concrete goals like getting a certain job title or a certain salary. And also, you know, go, go with what you're good at. If you are good at something, and even if it's a hobby, perhaps that could be something that you could make into a job or even a part-time job. But again, it's the enjoyment part. You can be ambitious, but when you're only going for the title, the celebrity, and the money, most likely that ambition is going to lead to unhappiness. Don't try to monetize everything. Have you ever lost interest in a beloved hobby after you turned it into a side hustle? There is a science that backs that explanation. Decades ago, researchers found that attaching extrinsic motivators like money to activities that people enjoyed decreased their internal motivation to keep doing them. So if psychological satisfaction is your goal, you may be better off without the extra cash. So that, just think about that. And I was actually talking to somebody over the holidays who is just so good with his hands and can, can build anything, create anything. But as much as he likes doing it, he does not want to turn it into a job because then he might lose that enjoyment for doing it. And I think that is a very smart move. And finally, practice gratitude. People naturally have some materialistic tendencies, especially in capitalist societies like the United States. But the research suggests that suppressing those desires can yield mental health gains. Mindfulness and gratitude can help. In one study, people who meditated daily were more satisfied with their financial status and had greater well-being. And regular reflections on gratitude, relationships, or even your mortality have also been shown to reduce materialism, which can in turn improve mental wellness. And I can speak to that on my own because I have been practicing meditation for a number of years now. I've actually lost count of how many. Um, it might be it's eight or ten, something like that. But every morning is a 20-minute uh, gratitude, literally med meditation, out in nature, rain or shine. <laughs> 
or snow, whatever, wherever I am, I go out and do a, a meditation. And I'm just grateful for what I see and feel around me. And the interesting thing about this meditation is it, it seemed to have balanced me in a life that is very hectic, whereas I'm juggling a lot of balls between several different kinds of careers from nonprofit to radio to acting to design to writing, you know, books and uh, being a columnist for the newspaper and working judging on different different um, TV and, and movies, et cetera. There's so many things I'm doing and coaching. And sometimes you just feel so out of balance. And for the last eight, 10 years, by doing this med- meditation, I have felt that my ambition has been able to be fueled at the same time that my mental health and my health have all just been equalized. So I don't stress anymore. So I really want to recommend practicing gratitude and also um, being very present and meditation. And when I say meditation, I am not talking religion. I'm not talking going um. Um, for me, as I said, it's just in nature. I'm looking at the birds and I'm just being grateful for being outside. I don't really do anything. I just take 20 minutes of nothingness and it's it's balanced me. So I hope that helps you. And I thank you so much for being here with me on my final day of Star Style, Be the Star You Are for 2022. Remember that you can have what you want, do what you dream, brave what you fear, If you can see it in your mind, even if you are in doubt, know that you can have it. Think less, feel more, ask once, give thanks often. Always expect the best, appreciate everything. Jamais dit jamais, which means never say never and never give up. Make life fun and smile a lot. And you know, you will have success. So, Again, thank you for being with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information, you can visit me at CynthiaBryan.com. If you're so inclined to make a year-end donation to a charity, I'd hope you would think about Be the Star You Are. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And you would make a donation by buying any of the books at the the store. And I have nine books because um, they, the, all the money goes to charity. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you're already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And maybe you'd like to pick up a book of Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, because... That will make a difference for your 2023. Until next year, which is just next week, when we will celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a great week. Happy New Year. Happy, healthy New Year. Be safe and bring in the new year with a lot of joy. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. 
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.